Hello, welcome to the Ship United Obviously podcast, where we talk about films that you might have missed. I'm Scott. I'm Joe. How are you doing, Joe? I'm I'm good, I'm good. What are we watching? We are watching Copycat. What turns on a killer is the suffering and death of another human being. And as his determination builds to take another life, he plans in obsessive detail what props he'll bring, what knots he'll tie. Let me ask you guys something. What turns you on? A criminal psychiatrist. There's a serial killer out there who strangled three women. He's going to do it again. A homicide detective. Would you work with us on this? You're kidding, right? I do not want you discussing this case with her in any shape, way, or form. It's the Boston Strangler. Are you telling me this guy's copycatting a serial killer's been dead for 20 years? You're looking for an intelligent white male, 20 to 30 years old, socially functional. Everything's different, different guy. He's switched from DeSalvo to Bianchi and Bono, the hillside strangler. One man is copying the most notorious killers in history, one at a time. He's sending you letters like he's daring us to nail him. If he wants to be famous, he has to be caught. I'm death and life to you, Doc. We know that Mr. Cullen was safe in San Quentin last night, so how come his book shows up under the mattress? Together, two women must stop him. The man who has killed five women in the city was just in your apartment. Before he kills again. All I know to do is change your locks, tighten up your security, and pray. Sigourney Weaver, Holly Hunter, and Harry Connick Jr. in a deadly game of cat. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. And mouse. <gasps> Copycat. Copycat from 1995, starring Sigourney Weaver and Holly Hunter, and directed by John Emil. Hey, so what do you think of this one, Joe? Well, I've seen this... God, I think I seen this actually around about when it came out, so what ninety five, so it's a while ago now. Uh, I really like this film, man. I know this is another kind of recommendation for me, and you're smiling, so that's making me think that you don't. <laughs> I remember I've watched this a few times, and you know, since it came out, and I've always thought it was kind of a bit of kind of unique take on the kind of mm. you know serial killer thing. Um, it's not very typical in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, typical serial killer stuff, especially because Seven became like a kind of blueprint for a lot of, you know, things serial killer related later down the line. It doesn't have that sort of dark kind of vibe. It's, it's just a kind of different feel and I think that kind of makes it stand out a little bit for this kind of genre. It's a good cast as well, you know. The cast stuff. is great. Scurney yeah. Weaver's excellent. Um, yeah. Holly Hunter's a good actor as well, you know I mean? Um, even the sporting, we'll uh, obviously we'll get into that. Harry Connick Jr. Obviously, aye. Um, aye, he's actually aye, surprisingly good. <laughs> aye, um, the the kind of supporting supporting cast, that guy that plays the the captain, the captain, brilliant. Who's brilliant. <laughs> he's really really aye. good. He's just your stereotypical kind of hard ass captain, but 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 aye, he's, aye, he's got the pattern nailed. Aye. 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 I'm, I'm looking at photos here, but his photos for now rather than back then. Aye, so that's, I can't that's, not, that's not really going to be helpful, man. Oh no, there is there. Uh, Jay Freeman, Lieutenant aye. Quinn. Right, he was he was good. I liked him. He was funny. Aye, he was good with the one liners and yeah. stuff like that. Aye. I thought I hadn't seen this film when, when we drew it last week, but, then, it, but then I realised I had seen it, but I'd only seen it when it came out. So right, right. I've only watched, that was only the ones I'd watched it. Right, right. I remember at the time, this, this would have been, I didn't see it in cinema, this would have been a, a rental. Ah, it was a rental a, for me a, as well. Probably DVD by that point, Easily. rather than VHS. Uh, 95. But I don't it's that, that period where I might have still been doing VHS. Oh, it was definitely VHS for me. Yeah. Definitely, because I don't think, I, well, personally, I didn't get 
a DVD player to 2001. Right, okay. Yeah. That was maybe late to the game. Well, 95, saying that. Might have been, I might have, might have had both. I might have I maybe just got a DVD player. Right, okay. Let's look at you being all fucking flash. <laughs> Aye, you know. the curve. <laughs> I remember if it would because I remember I saw, no, so the Matrix was 99 I saw the Matrix on VHS so I would have still been VHS Aye, it was def- Aye. definitely because yeah, that, so I, I must have been like you it must have been about 2000 or something it was, a vid- it was definitely a video shot one yeah. because me and my wife now we, we started going out in 96 and I can clearly remember getting out of the video Aye. shop well it came although it's listed as coming out in 95 it came out in the UK in 96 well there you go because I was looking to see what else came out around that year and 7 came out at the beginning of the year alright okay um, so they must have been in production around the same time right uh, you were saying like how 7 kind of inspired stuff I feel like this has more to do with Silence of the Lambs than it does 7 aye I get that it felt to me like it could have been a sequel to Silence of the Lambs if you'd changed some names and kind of that's, shifted some stuff about that's actually really that's interesting it felt very it was very similar particularly Holly Hunter's character MJ Monaghan because right. she you know, that's a small brunette sort of southern aye aye yep I get detective. that detective no, she was quite she reminded me of Clarice yep aye I never um, thought that's actually a really interesting take on it. Aye. Science of the Lambs had a huge impact on cinema when it came Massive. out. It came in 92, I think it was. 91, 92, yep. and about then. Yeah, about right, yeah. Um, up to then, I'd never heard the term psychological thriller, and then that became a thing for me anyway. I don't know if the term was a bit before that. Aye. But and Science of the Lambs coined that for me. Yep. And then, obviously, there's been a few films after that were trying to do a similar thing, and this, this falls right into that category for me. No, I, I, I never thought of it like that, but mm. I suppose yeah, it definitely does have more in, in line with that than Seven, and that makes yeah. sense, because I wouldn't have been influenced by Seven anyway, because they came out in production yeah, probably around about yeah. the same time or whatever, but aye, that's, that's quite cool, actually, even, I thought d- d- that. even down to the, the way it looked, I thought it was a good-looking film. Like, the way it was shot is really nice. Yep. Yeah, the cinematography was really good and the score as well felt very like the score that was in Science of the Lions. Or- or- orchestral type really stuff. orchestral, kind of classic <clears throat> orchestral type stuff. Christopher Young did the score. I thought it was really good. I thought he nailed it. Aye. It felt kind of like a James Horner score to me. Right. Kind of similar to the guy that did Aliens. Aye, no, totally aye. Similar stuff. But aye, it was, it was good. I enjoyed that aspect of it. Aye, it looked it definitely, um, <clears throat> it looked as if it had been a few, you know, a few bobs spent on it, mm-hmm. definitely. And obviously yeah. the cast, the Gunny Weaver wouldn't have been cheap. You yeah, know, she, yeah. she was still a big, well, she still is, I suppose. Aye. She's still a big draw. At that you know? point, she was, she'd kind of distanced herself from the Aliens franchise because she'd just done Alien 3 a few years before. Right. And so as far as she was concerned, that was a line drawn under that and she was trying to go off and do other things to be fair should there really have been a line I think drawn I don't yeah. think there was any need for the fourth one but no not at all but I mean obviously somebody it is what it is and the money must have been right the money at her and she, she went cool aye. I mean I know this isn't about aliens but aye. I mean I, 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 it's no great but it's no it's no pure rubbish yeah. <laughs> I mean you can't talk about Sigourney Weaver not mentioning alien films oh, it's, no, like, it's a thing you know, it's, aye, it's, exactly. think, it's probably been a bit of a a hindrance to her going forward because people only see her as Ripley, you know. Uh, of course, but in the same token, uh, I think you know she's been in good stuff though. She, like, oh, aye, she's great. Yeah. I mean, Ghostbusters, she's Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters was in that. Um, <laughs> Death in the Maiden, did you remember that one? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, she was good. Yep, in that she was good. Well. Yep. She was getting some stuff later on as well. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? She, uh, she was in obviously it was a small part, but Cabin in Cabin the Woods. Cabin yep. Woods. She, was, yep. she was good in that. Yep. She's great. She's a great actor. She's got some stage presence and shit. Aye, so in this she plays uh, Helen Hudson, who's a. Uh, Psych- criminal psychologist criminal psychologist but she deals more just specifically the, with serial killers yeah. aye, profiling them yeah yeah, and she, she gives lectures and stuff uh, and at one of the lectures right at the start of the film she gets attacked by one of her subjects aye 
Uh, Harry Connick General's character. He, yep. What was his name again? He's got a double barrel name, like uh, all good serial killers. A triple aye, so barrel, da, da, triple barrel. Aye, it's a triple yeah. barrel, it's a good serial killer name. So as she gets attacked by him, and from that she develops agoraphobia. That's right. And becomes housebound. Yep, that opening scene in the conference, when you go back and watch that, it's quite smart actually. I, I don't think, I, I don't know if another film has did this, probably has, but it's one of the ones that stands out in my mind is when she's doing the conference and there's a part in it where she tells all the guys from the age of 25 to 35 to stand up the killer in the movie is actually one of yeah. the people that stands up but it doesn't pay him any more attention yeah, than he's anybody just else he's the, just, the guys and, and that yeah. happens throughout the movie he yeah. shows up in random bits in the background yeah I clocked him which yeah. I thought was really cool because that's kind of what serial, a lot of serial killers do as well mm-hmm. you know they, they return to the scene of the crime and the cops are there and they, they're known to hang about and yep. it's, it's even referenced in the movie she says that um, I should, there's one of the son of one Sam. Of she says uh, oh, look, look into the crowd he's probably there yep son yeah. of, I think it was Son of Sam was, yeah. he was notorious for that um, he would go and check out you know and almost like kind of gloat and laugh at the cops you know by uh, being there so as her serial killer and this is MO is that he's a copycat he copies other serial killers so that's, that's, right. that's why she mentions Son of Sam and she's like oh look into the crowd he's probably Yep, yep. About because he's copying what these other guys did. I suppose as well that ties into a little bit of the Silence of the Lambs comparison that you're making there because Buffalo Bill was a combination of a couple of different serial killers. It was a combination of Ted Bundy yeah. and um, Ed Gein. Yeah, yeah. So, and obviously this film's copycat, obviously this uh, guy's copying. This is, this is more specific, because in the film, the character of mm-hmm. Buffalo Bill was drawn from those two in the writing of the yep. script, but this is in the film, this but guy actually copies might, it. Might have been an influence. Yeah, yeah, could have been. Quick. Might have been, aye, could uh, make sense. Let's, I suppose, like, what was your general feel then? I enjoyed the film, I did enjoy it, because I'd only seen it that one time. When I started watching again, I was start, it was memorable enough that I did, remember the beats through the film right you know I remember I was like oh that happened and that happened and that happened mm-hmm. I like the tone of the film like I keep coming back to it I think I'm guessing not guessing like clearly Science of the Lambs was a huge Aye. influence on it and it felt like I said it felt like it could have been a sequel Aye. to just the way it played out and there was the whole thing where they go back to speak to Daryl Lee Cullum to get because you know, he, yep. he, he knows something about this so we need to talk to him there's it's a tie like in. they're going to talk to Hannibal Lecter you know and it's aye that mirrors Silence Lambs as well because you know it turns out in the movie that um, Harry Connick Jr's character is actually in contact with the yeah, killer yeah. who's basically stalking Sigourney Weaver and killing all these different yeah. people so that ties in with the whole you know Buffalo Bill and, mm. and the Tooth Fairy yeah. or if, you, if you're talking about Manhunter but obviously Buffalo yeah. Bill as well in fact does, does he have in Silence of the Lambs Buffalo Bill he doesn't have correspondence with him while he's in jail but he, he, he was a patient. a patient he was a patient yeah. but obviously man, but, how he recognises yeah but in Manhunter Red Dragon if it's a book he's more it's very similar to this mm. aye, but he's, he's actually controlling no controlling him but definitely pointing him towards There's influence there influence yeah. there Yep, aye, definitely. I guess if you're doing a serial killer film, you're going to hit. Can there's going to be certain things that you tropes. hit that are going to be the same. Aye, the tropes, aye, yeah, of course. But this did quite well with those tropes. I thought. I thought so. Um, it was it was interesting enough, and I don't know. I, I feel like they introduced the serial killer too soon. Like where you know it's that right, guy. Right, right, okay. Um, it would have been. But I guess it's not trying to be a murder mystery. It's, aye, yeah. exactly. Aye, and I agree with that as well. But also I agree with what you're saying there. It wasn't a kind of who done it sort of mm, thing. Mm. It was more focused on the the reasoning why he was doing it, and, and you know how it was somehow going to come back round full circle to Sigourney Weaver's character. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was kind of the surprise, I suppose. In the mm. movie, that was the part of the movie that made you go, "All oh, right, okay." And then yeah. yes, when Sigourney 
speaks to to Harry Connick Jr.'s uh, character to find out. She he kind of says that he has been talking to this guy and stuff like that. So that makes sense. After the conference happens, she gets attacked, and then there's a jump of a year. Like ah, it's like thirteen, 13 months, months or something say, like that. Then, yep. And then we meet uh, Holly Hunter's character. Yep. With her partner, uh, Ruben. Ruben Goats. Ruben. Aye. So then we meet. So we meet Holly Hunter. We meet her partner that mm-hmm. she works with, and we find out that she's a crack shot, which is important because it comes up later comes on. Comes up. Aye, um, it does. So so she's shot hot with the the gun. They get called to the first crime scene. That's well, it's not the first one, but it's the first that we see in the film. Yep, that's I right. think there's been two prior to that. Prior. Similar. Yep, they were similar. And our chief keeps saying to her, like, "Don't say serial killer." Ah, because they don't want a the, public panic the, sort of thing. The, the press to get a hold of it. I thought there was a lot of really good acting. You know, that I yep. thought they were paired up well. You know what I mean? Especially Holly Hunter and um, Ruben, yep. uh, the character. Um, they were really the cool. The actor's name is Dermot Mulroney. Aye, but I've, I've never really seen him in anything. He was in Young Guns, mate. Oh, Young Guns, <laughs> eh? Christ, that's going back a while. But yeah, I thought the, the, their dynamic was cool. It was that kind of set up to be as, oh, are they, are they going to be, be a thing? Yeah. Are they going to be a thing? But that, that it felt more like you were just close. You know, close like, pals. Good, yeah, like brother, sister kind of vibes. Aye, exactly. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver somehow finds out information doesn't she about the first crime scene murder that they go to that we see in yeah. the films I think I don't know if it, no she's got a police scanner she's in the got movie police that's scanner. right and I get the impression she's probably been in touch with them prior to that a few times that's right because although although she's agoraphobic and a bit messed up in the head and stuff she's obviously still got an interest in all this stuff and she, and still she wants, wants to, to help yep, yeah she wants to stop these folk yeah. so she obviously hears it over the scanner um, phones in to the police station yeah. and then she basically Holly Hunter in fact I don't know how you feel about it I thought Holly Hunter's character was a bit of an arsehole throughout this entire movie she was but she, I guess she's just been a just been a kind of cocky professional cop type I, no, person but, but I like it though yeah. like it's quite a, it was quite a unique way to play the part I thought because mm. She could have played it more like the Clarice, you know, a lot yeah. more straighter and a lot more timid, but she's no, she plays it quite like cocky she's very and confident. confident. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely. Even right up to the end, it's like there's that whole thing where you don't really know if she likes a Gurney Weaver. Yeah, yeah. Even right up to the end, you know, mm. there's that kind of, she's a bit of an asshole sort of thing. When Sigourney Weaver phones up, and she thinks it's another crank it's call. It's another crank yeah. call, and she basically she's really disrespectful to her and stuff like yeah. that. There's another, there's between that and this, there's another crime happens, isn't there? Yeah. That's right. And the first one is a, is a kind of simulation of a Boston Strangler. It's a Boston Strangler, yeah. Right. And then the second one is, oh, what's oh, the second should one? Should I write these down? Oh, fuck, hold on. Let me think. Uh, oh, it's the Riverside Strangler. Right. So the second crime is the Riverside Strangler. So by this point, the kind of Holly Hunter starts to kind of take. Well, she, for for a start, she does a bit of, bit of research and finds out that Sigourney Weaver's character actually is somebody to listen yeah, to. Yeah, because they trace her call and they find out that's who she is, Aye. and they're like, "Oh well, she maybe wants to help you." Yeah, so, so they go over to her. When they go to the house, there's a, there's a bit of argy bargy between you know Holly Hunter and her. Eventually, I think it's the the, the guy that's, that basically lives with um, Sigourney Weaver. That's her friend. Yep, that guy Andy. Yep, he convinces her. To, to actually help them. Uh, the thing that the, the weird thing about that point was uh, Holly Hunter just starts just whips out the crime scene photos and I know, just starts flinging them down. I, I know that part. Yeah. I was like, that's traumatic. I, I, don't, I don't think you'd do that with a, a member of the public, even though even if even though she is like Aye. A, a criminal psychologist, yep. so you wouldn't be, just be like, I hear. Have a look at these. I, I thought that when I was watching. I thought that's number one. You wouldn't do that because it's not realistic. But two, it's, it's pretty harsh to just 
Force yeah. that on somebody you know who's agoraphobic because previous were a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. She does have a panic attack at that she point does. and collapses. Uh, and Holly Hunter just seems and like completely remorseless. Like, yeah. What's a fucking big deal? Yeah. She, is she going to die? Because like, no, like, he's like, is she going to die? And he's like, no, no, she'll yeah, be fine. That's cool then. Like, cool, well, we'll leave that with you. I will leave that with you. See you later. She's reluctant to look at these pictures, understandably, for what's happened. But uh, her friend convinces her, she's like, just yeah. look at these. And then obviously, this is when we get, we, we get this kind of partnership almost to the you know the the, the the cops and her yeah and she agrees basically to do that but while this is happening Sigourney Weaver's character's hitting the drink pretty hard obviously yeah. and she's taking medication I think it's maybe like anti-anxiety yeah. medication I think she even says it in the film she's drinking a lot she's taking a lot of medication and shit starts happening and round about her house mm-hmm. like the part where she goes she goes to go for a shower and she goes into her wardrobe and puts down the, a black dress in her bed yeah goes in, has a shower, comes back out and the red dress is now in place. Yeah, and she's questioning herself. She's like, oh, exactly. did I put that dress out? And, and that's the dress is the dress that she was wearing the night she was attacked. That's right, that's yeah. right. So there's that kind of thing and at the start of that you're not really sure well, I suppose you are sure that somebody is actually, you know, she, she's kind yeah. of questioning herself. She's like, oh, I don't uh, know. Us as the viewer, like, we know what the film's about, Aye. so it's like, well... But he's getting into the house. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting part of the film as well. You know, there was that, not only do you have the investigation into the serial killer, but he's also targeting her as well. We've already seen by that point as well that he's watching her because the, right. when the two detectives go to speak to Sigourney Weaver, when they leave it cuts to outside and he, he it's his point of view basically watching from across the street. That's right. So we already know that he's... Ah, he's, he's got he his eyes watching. on her. Yeah. So this kind of stuff's happening as well. So she's hitting the drink and the weird stuff's happening but obviously she's putting it down to might be just me. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking not with it completely. And then Sigourney's always on the computer. She's all, obviously she can't go out of the house, so she's on like chess. Excellent nineties throwback oh, computer the, stuff. Oh, the graphics like are early, fucking terrible. Chat rooms and things like yep, that. Yeah, I totally. But it's like the way they're talking about that. This is a chat room. Like it's all brand new. <laughs> like, nobody really knows what it is. Wow, check that out, yeah. man. But and the computer's uh, making weird beeping beep noises. Beeping noises is shit that it would normally make. The computers don't do. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> so she's that's her only really connection to the outside world. Well, she gets a message in the mail and her kind of inbox it's all inbox (laughs) and she opens it and obviously it's a serial killer sending videos of his next victim I thought the videos were actually quite horrible man Aye, it's the girl dancing and her face changes into like a skeleton Aye, and I know it's uh, maggots eat her and stuff Aye, yeah. I mean it's very fucking basic flash stuff fo- that computers Photoshop. probably couldn't do back then but the, the def- household computers anyway. no definitely not <laughs> but I thought that was quite cool you know yeah. and so he's obviously taunting her he's, uh, he's just trying to bait her basically well she says at one point in the film um I'm the poster girl for these guys. Aye, like, she writes about them. Aye, of course they're going to contact me. Aye, aye, yeah. exactly, aye, exactly. She's she's the one. So while this is happening, the cops are obviously, they're aware. At this point, they're there quite a lot. Mm. And then, you know, they have this kind of, uh, there's that point where he sends a video, but he encrypts it or something like that. And when they go to play it back again, they can't see it. Yeah. So, so there's that kind of thing. And and that's obviously, that's round about the same time. Just slightly before that's also when she points out the, the crime scene pictures that she gets, she can determine, because obviously she's an expert in seeing yeah. the real pictures from all these different serial killers, she sees a pattern, she sees that... That's, that's when she notices it's the different... Yeah, the uh, different serial yeah. killers that every, every kill is, yeah. is based on a, an actual photograph from a, another serial killer. Because, you know, go, oh, that's Son of Sam, that's... Yep. Uh, 
That's right. Um, the the, the green that's river killers right. and stuff like yeah. that. That was what made this film interesting to me. I liked that part of mm-hmm. it. Do you know what I mean? I thought that was really really cool. Thought, and I f- think Sigourney played the part great. Do you yeah, know what no, I mean? she was she was good. She was really quite good. unhinged yeah. as well. You know, she, she was a couple of points in the movie where she you know she she's convinced. She comes off like a bit of a dickhead as well. She does. Uh, you know, she's understandably so. Though. Yeah, she she's very kind of aloof. You know, like she's like I, I, I know. I know my shit. I know what I'm talking about. Aye. Don't well, you try and tell me. Aye, well, which is fine. Which yeah. is fine. Yeah. But Holly Hunter is an arsehole as well. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of, maybe if she was nicer, she would have got a nicer <laughs> response. Who knows? That part was really cool. Then they obviously come to the conclusion that as a guy who's copycatting mm-hmm. different serial killers. So this is kind of happening. And then there's an attempt by the serial killer. He tries to get into her house again. She's scared because she knows somebody's well she sees him she actually sees yeah, the, the guy in her there's house there's that point where I can't remember what in. she's doing she's like she's, she's doing something she walks into the room and she sees him where he's he's got the balaclava on and she realises you know that this, she sees a dude in her fucking house yeah, basically yeah. and then he does a runner and for that point on they put a police guard on her uh, door yeah. and uh, so they, they know that this guy's been and in how, her house and, and he's fucking with How incompetent are the cops in this? Oh like man, they're, they're ridiculous. The, the regular beat cops. Total fucking yeah. idiots, man. That, that's like... So what? there's that bit where the guy's in her house, there was supposed to be a cop on the door. That's right. The, he sets off a car alarm. The serial killer sets off a car alarm and the cop goes to investigate, just leaving... Aye, leaving his post. Aye, leaving her. And so obviously the serial killer goes in. Aye. In just, room, yeah. Just jumps about wearing a balaclava, yeah. trying to be scary. So that happens, and he gets sprung basically, and he fucks off out the window. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Holly Hunter and Ruben, the, the Holly Hunter was her name in the film. MJ <laughs> hey, Monahan. Fucking hell, it's a mouthful. <laughs> I'll just say Holly Hunter. <laughs> Holly Hunter's character and Ruben, they, they, they come in and they, they, they actually Ruben looks out the window and he sees him the, the, yeah, the guy legging it yeah, like, so Ruben heads up so they're at a crime scene they're on the phone at first and then does the phone line get cut that's right because I've been either so yeah. the next crime scene um, they go to it's basically it's a girl that's been shot yeah, point blank yeah. in a car and she's on the phone and she's oh Ruben goes over to her phone box and there's a note there and it's got uh, Helen Aye. Hudson's name on it so he goes over to hers that's right that, that's when uh, our serial killer Peter Foley is Aye. keeping, he, about, keeping about the house Aye. I thought that bit was really cool though, how she because that, that's the point where she kind of she really starts to to know that there's a pattern but mm-hmm. because when she gets there she's you know she's on the phone uh, Holly Hunter's character and she says, right, what's happened? She says, it looks like a, a random drive-by. She says, well, what is it? And she said, it's a, it's a girl being shot point blank in the car. And obviously, Sigourney Weaver's character knows Son of Sam was, yeah. was known for doing that. So then she says, was there a tape playing yeah. in the car when you got there? And she said, and she speaks to one of the other police officers and she says, yeah, there was, but we turned it off. So she says, go and turn it on. It's probably going to be the Partridge family. Because it is. Because it is. Yeah. And then obviously she knows it's a recreation of the Son of Sam killing. And she says, is there a phone box nearby? Go there, so there should be a note. So that's how she obviously yeah. comes, she finds the, the note and stuff like that. And obviously while that's happening, that's kind of when the, your, your serial he's killer, broken he's in. broken in and stuff like that. But we should say as well that there's interspersed with us is the actual killer doing the killings as well. Yeah, you see him stalking the, the girls that he's... Stalking them, I and he, even down to the fact that he, he tries to look like the killers yeah. well especially when he does the, the Jeffrey Dahmer killer he, he, he really he tries, tries to rock the Jeffrey Dahmer look yeah. I thought he was fucking excellent in it man he was uh, the actor's name is William McNamara I've never seen him in anything but I thought he was really really good man do you know what he was in what's that Extreme Justice 
You remember yes, Lady Phil, Diamond uh, Phillips? Yeah, the lady from Elves was in that as well. Oh, there's a tie. Yeah, we've got a, a theme going here. Man. We, need be better, we need to watch Extreme Justice now. Oh, that's got to be on the list, yeah. man. Absolutely. Um, Scott Glenn's in that, no? Yeah. What fuck's he thinking, man? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh, do you know what else he was in? What? Surviving the game. The oh, he film. was a young boy. He yeah. was a young guy, wasn't he? That's a good film, by the way. Ah, a good I film. like that movie, yeah. man. Probably people listen to this, but these guys, what, what, what these guys need it? fucking shot. Fucking survive Some the game, ice tea. <laughs> Fuck you, because it's good. <laughs> so, I, where, 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 where are we then? So, obviously, that we've, we've so kind of got to the. We've seen where he's broken in and ran out, got chased off by uh, yep. Ruben. Aye, and at that point, obviously. Holly Hunter and, and Ruben leave that crime scene because they know something's wrong. Like she then suddenly tells them that he was here and stuff like that. And then mm. she starts to tell them about the dress came out in yeah. the shower. There was a different dress and stuff like that. And then there's that whole sort of, why the fuck didn't you say this? And then and she's like, oh, well, I wasn't sure if it was me or me or I. Exactly. Him, yeah. There's that part. Of it, so he's like, Ruben's like, we need to fucking basically up the game here mm. <laughs> in the sense of the security because it's just not up to par. Yeah. But while this is happening as well, this made this movie interesting as well, is like, Ruben is set up as quite a pivotal character in it, you know yeah. what I mean, definitely. But then we get a bit of a shock, kind of about like three quarters of the way through the movie. Yeah, he's, they've basically been taken off that case to help with like a bigger case, right. not a bigger case, but a, like a more a case where there's more going on with something to do with the, the Chinese community. That's right. Some One of the criminals that they've got in the office to, for questioning manages to get a hold of a gun. That's right. From a, a, the kind of the other, the, the ex-love interest of well, MJ Monaghan. Yeah. yeah. The ex-love interest of her leaves his desk drawer open. This character's able to get the gun of his and there's a bit of a standoff. Can He takes Nick hostage, not Nick, he takes uh, Ruben, Ruben hostage, hostage yep. and pulls him out into the hallway and at that point Holly Hunter's character yep. comes out and she she does her thing. There's a crack shot and shoots him in the shoulder and he goes down and you think, oh, everything's cool, but then the guy gets back up and shoots Ruben, Ruben. dead. Aye, right through the back. Mm -hmm. Which when I, I remember seeing that the first time and being quite fucking shocked. I was like... It, it, it seemed like a, a weird thing to do, though. Did you not think? It, it was weird. It bothered me. It felt like it, his death should have been as a result of something to do with the serial killer. To Aye. make it a bit more of a personal thing rather than just See. this random thing that happened. And it was weird that they were taking off this obviously important case with a serial, which Aye. was now established as mm -hmm. a serial killer, to go and go into this other case. It was it, that, that whole that whole section of the film felt. Kind of place bit, to me. I know. I was going to say that for me as well. It just felt like there could have been a better way to kind of get rid of his character. If it should, if you needed to get I, rid I of him like, at all. I mean, if they were going to do that, I feel well. It was so that she can redeem herself later on Aye. at the end of the film when she eventually shoots Peter Foley because mm -hmm. she doesn't just go for the wound. She, well, she wounds him first and then she, she uh, just, kills him. Yep, that's right. Um, so it's that's kind of why that happens, but. It was just the way it happened that made it didn't really work for me. Ah, you know, I get that. If it was got, it felt like it should have been the point we were talking about when uh, Peter Foley's character is broken into Helen Hunter's home, Helen Hudson's home. Yep. And Ruben goes over there and chases him. I feel like that he should maybe have been, should have been shot then aye, by uh, Peter Foley. I agree. That, I agree. that made a bit more sense to me rather than this weird aye. side story that uh, they they kind of set up earlier on in the film that oh, we're having a problem with this Chinese case. I know it felt like completely and utterly disconnected from, aye, from the, the main story. And it, was all, it was also that Helen could fail at that point yep. by, by shooting him in the shoulder and not going aye. for the kill shot. It was so that they could set that up so that later on she then redeems herself by going for the kill shot. But is that really, I don't think that was really a, a strong enough 
part that, they put into the, the movie. The, the stuff that they, the way they put it in the movie wasn't right. It should have been some. Aye, it felt a wee bit clunky. It took me. Aye. Like, what? That was at the point in the movie when I was watching it again, where I was kind of like, right, this feels like a, almost like a different movie mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Everything you've just watched up to that point is kind of just forgotten about almost yep, for that short yep. period of time, just to kill that character off. But I do agree with you. Mm-hmm. I do think it should have been the the main killer that, that killed him. Yeah. They gave it more weight yeah. as well, that, you totally. know, when they eventually get him at the mm-hmm. end or whatever. But aye, that, that bit was a bit clunky. I definitely agree with that. So obviously Ruben's being killed and Holly Hunter goes back to Sigourney Weaver's, um, Helen's house. They basically just tell her, because obviously she thinks yeah. that, uh, that um, Holly Hunter's character thinks that Ruben and Sigourney have had a wee thing going. Mm-hmm. Sigourney tell, puts her straight, says, no, there, yeah, there wasn't yeah, any. It was yeah. almost like, in fact, he, he kind of almost says to Sigourney Weaver earlier on in the movie that he actually does have a thing for yeah. Holly Hunter's character, but it's just not happened yet. Yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. So Sigourney backs off respectfully. So I, so that, she, she goes back to her house, tells Sigourney this stuff, and there's that kind of whole, you know, Oh no, that's bullshit and all that. But then what happens then? Then then it's the, the when it gets to Jeffrey Dahmer, which is her friend. Does it not happen with the? There's another thing with the ants before that. I just I again he somehow manages to get into the house again. Yep. I mean the cops are fucking shocking in yep. this movie, and he places loads of ants in her bed with a finger and with a finger book. in the book yeah, and stuff like and that. It's, uh, it's her book. No, is it not oh, uh, Harry Connick Junior? Is it not his his book? Because he said he. He's like he's also an author. Oh, that's you know, right. Yeah, to talk to him. That's so right. I, so I think it's his book, and there's a finger in there. I, I don't know if we find out whose finger it was. Can't remember. It's I don't think either. I think that's how they eventually. That's how they eventually contact. They find him. out that it's Peter Foley. Aye, aye, aye. That's how they eventually get in contact with mm. Harry Connick Junior's character because of that. It's because he's put that in the books there, and neither the Darley come. He's uh, he's written a note in the. And the side the book and the inlay of the book to Helen Hudson. That's right, so aye. So that's how it. that's how we get that swing yeah. round where you find out that he's actually working with the serial killer. And then uh, I thought that I thought he was actually really good in this man. He was Harry Connick Junior. The the nineties high crooner, doing fifties style crooning. Like he was a kind of Dean Martin. Type he was character. aye, kind of one of those yeah. dudes, man. Yeah. But. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, man. It, it was it was a very very cartoon oh, was a, um, a, a, villain. Totally, but he was good. It was good. He was a fun, it fun was villain. Quite quite yeah. a fun villain, I. And you know, when when they do have that exchange over the internet when uh, Sigourney and him, <laughs> I thought it was quite it mm. was quite entertaining. Do you know? What and, I mean? and what's possibly the best video call ever to happen in 1995? Oh, it's, I, it's, I, it's, it's I, there's no dial-up yeah. delay or fuck no, all, man. Really. It's uh, straight up perfect. What picture. technology they had in 1995? Who knew? HD. <laughs> But he, obviously he starts kind of winding her up and then he gives her a little bit of uh, information on uh, So he, he mentions that he's been talking to this guy and he, he says his name is Henry Kitchen, who was That's a, right. Uh, no, it's Peter Curtin. Peter Curtin, that's it. Who was a serial killer in Germany. Germany. Yeah. I called it, he was, he was known as the Vampire of Dusseldorf. That's right, yeah. I, I'm clued up my, yeah, my no, serial killer. It's Henry Kitchen, where did I get that from? I don't know, man. Yeah. Who the fuck is Henry Kitchen, man? Know. Does that he own a kitchen call? <laughs> He's done some good kitchens. Henry Kitchen. Get, get, good, get some good kitchens. Aye, well, Henry Kitchen. We'll have, we'll have his adverts in the end of this, yeah. man. Nah, but uh, aye, Peter. So he says it's Peter, Peter Cotton. Yeah. Yep, yep. He, so they, they do that, and then he's, he said that he set up uh, getting uh, okay. some semen samples because he wants some his semen. That's right. He says, aye, aye, he says oh, I'm, I've got, it's got some of that white soap to send to him. Aye, that's right. But he says aye. he gave it to somebody who, his cellmate who was getting out. At that point, and he's going to go and meet him. That's right. That's correct. Aye. Um, they, they arrange that, but then they find out where this guy lives. They find out he's not who he is. He's Peter Foley. Right. That's right. Harry Connick Junior. character basically gives him up. Then 
pretty much. He does, aye, much, which yeah. is weird because mm-hmm. you wouldn't think he would because yeah. obviously he's kind of working with him in, mm-hmm. in, in a kind of way. But while this is happening, it's kind of cutting between the Jeffrey Dahmer killing, one of the Aye, Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. killings, and it's in the nightclub, and I thought a bit was funny as fuck. Aye, he's, he's got the, the shirt on, the, the slick back hair. The slick back and the glasses and, and stuff, like, and he's dancing away and stuff. Uh, and then some, dude about his fame is playing. Ah, he's got like, fame, he's walking about, yeah. and he's definitely doing the full on gay dude at the, at the disco yeah. sort of thing. Um, plot twist it's the the person he's going to do in is uh, Andy who is Sigourney Weaver's character's uh, friend, help help her friend, friend aye and that was uh, the bit when he's, when he's walking through and somebody bags into him and he's like fucking bitch yeah. and he breaks character yeah. for a second and then he's straight back into dancing yeah. again I thought it was pretty funny kills him outside the, the, ah, the drags club drags him into the alleyway of the club and he kills him out there and then just saws his head off, head off which is, in the alleyway aye, in the alleyway it's like that because when he started there I was like you know how to do that there is it aye, like, and, somebody catches and him and never did that no. so that was a kind of Dammer also never dumped his bodies into the, no. the river he kept them which as we all know from watching the, the recent aye, <laughs> Netflix series can, all about him I kind of knew that anyway because yeah. I'm a sad no, bastard no other people knew but like I twisted pricks like us <laughs> it's, kind of fresh, it's fresh in our memories because of the recent which TV is weird, show. Which is weird because that does not keep with the rest of the killings. Because all the other killings are spot on copycats. Staged. And then, yeah, and this next one, he just... It just it's, it's almost like, it's just like... And I don't think they, like, they never find out what he's doing, Dama, really, do they? No, they don't find that. They just find yeah. it. They basically just, the next day, they find, they find the, body. the body floating yeah. in the water and with no head. That was a strange part as well because mm. it, it felt like... Because been so meticulous about... Everything the, the, else. The other, the other ones, and then this one, he... He just, I kind of just went, oh, fuck it, I'll just do my own thing. Mm. And he just randomly saw a guy's head off in an alleyway, man. Just a bit, kind of not keeping with the rest of the vibe. Mm-hmm. But, um, so obviously Sigourney finds us out, and she's fucking devastated, obviously. And this is, this is where I started kind of starting muddling shit out in my head, so... What happens after after that, then? So they find out it's Peter Foley, and they, this is another bit that was similar to in Silence of the Lambs you know when they go to he's out, uh, oh, what's, his, what's his name what's the actual guy's name Buffalo Bill oh uh, fuck oh what's his name in it man the actual the name in the, the name, film the name oh the, Jesus oh fucking hell it doesn't matter anyway so it, this was similar to Buffalo Bill Aye. when they go to Buffalo Bill's house and it's cutting between Clarice who's doing like going to see like a house where someone used to live aye that's and right and then the actual squad think they're going to Buffalo Bill's house and it turns out it's the wrong house aye but you think is it what you think, aye, that tricks you I love that bit in Silence of the Lambs it's actually amazing. one of the bits um, it's so tense aye <laughs> plus I'm, I'm watching a thing in Shudder just now and it's 101 scariest moments in, in movies right that's that it that is one, that's <laughs> one of them one of them and it it's so it, intense but that man. came up in another thing that I watched before right. about movies um, about kind of like a trick like a trick thing yeah, but it makes yeah, you the, think yeah. it's two things happening simultaneously and you think that, yeah, that yeah. it's actually the opposite of what's happening yeah. but I, I, so a, I don't know what it's called but it's a really cool kind of thing to do yeah in this film in Copycat they go to the actual house but he's booby trapped it and there's a, a fire and an explosion and, and he's killed his mum as yeah. well or, is that I his mum? I think it's supposed to be his wife is that supposed to be his wife? Because so, yeah, yeah. she's like bed bound, I think. She's fucked. Uh, she's... You don't really get too much backstory on him. Like, no, but I like. I kind of like that though. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, they did film a whole sequence that delved into his childhood. Nah, that would never work. Explained why he's the way he he's is. You know, they took it out. Obviously, they felt like Aye. it didn't work. Because anyway. I mean, it, again, harkening back to like Silence of the Lambs comparisons, you don't really know anything about Buffalo Bill other than what Hannibal Lecter knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, that would have been weird if they kind of went into that, and it but that yeah. just bloated the film. Totally you know what I mean? But so I mean, they obviously they cut it out. It's not makes sense. Film. Makes yeah. sense. I so, so 
that happens and then the next thing we know we're back at Helen Hudson's house they've got another cop on the door who's an <laughs> incompetent totally pointless well not putting anybody there that's right that bit was actually really good I yeah. thought it was really really cool pure, pure 90s though the door, the door gets knocked and uh, she goes and does the peephole thing sees the two cops sees the two cops having a laugh she opens the door and then it turns out it's Peter Foley with one of them and he slits the guys I thought that bit was fucking yeah. excellent actually yeah. it was really really cool very 90s man mm. very 90s he obviously gives her a bit of a kicking and Peter gets in after he cuts the guy's throat fucks off with her mm. back to the original place that the conference yeah, was, the was conference held in yeah. but while this is happening Holly Hunter's character goes to the house and then she sees that there's the guy the cops at his throat yeah. slits she goes in and there's a video camera sitting saying play me she plays it and it comes on the screen and it's obviously Peter Foley's made a video basically for Holly Hunter's character to watch and it's He's got Sigourney Weaver on the chair. She's all blood and stuff, so he's obviously had her abstracted yeah. about a bit. And he says, if you're a clever cop, you'll know where, where to find me. This is Holly Hunter being a clever cop knows it's the, she the conference. She does. Aye, so she goes to the conference place and tells the captain to fuck off. She's no waiting for backup because yeah. she's hard as fuck. She's just going to go straight in there and sort this gun out. But I thought that bit, there was a lot of cool shit happened at the, in the end kind of part of this yeah, movie. Yeah. There was a couple of bits when I watched it first where I was really like, oh, fuck, yeah. that. Uh, but again, there's a Silence of the Lambs comparison, right? So what happens now is Holly Hunter knows that Peter's taken Sigourney Weaver's character back to the conference to basically recreate the killing scene yeah, of from the, uh, uh, Harry Connick Jr.'s character. Darryl Lee Collin. Darryl his character. So he's got her set up wearing the same dress, um, exactly the same it's bathroom. A total it's a total recreation scene that we saw at the beginning. Of the absolutely, film. total recreation. So he hoists her up and she's hanging above the toilet bowl and she's only just getting bouncing one, on the bowl. On the, yeah. yeah, the tips of her toes just to keep enough yeah. tension off her neck to stop her basically dying. Um, so while this is happening, there's quite cool dialogue where he's just being a dick and he's kind of yeah. gloating and saying like, you know, fucking... And he's like, oh, have I got this right? And he's got the dead cop there and he's like, what was his headline? That's right, was it that way? Was it this way? And he's kind of doing bits of, bits of the same sort of dialogue. Fuck knows how he would know that because yeah, yeah. he wouldn't, but it's a film, so... Well, so going to put it in a book that she wrote about him. Very, guess, this so, is very yeah. true, this is very true. I was then it did she write a book after we, we, the, we don't, we don't, know. don't I'm just, know I'm just ah, we don't know right but this is where the, the another Silence of the Lambs comparison comes into this is um, so Holly Hunter's character shows up and the place is obviously you know there's nobody about and stuff she's all dark and shit um, so she goes in in the bathroom sees Sigourney hanging up and well, she's got Pete Pierce always set up a wee. Oh, that's right, trip, trip like a wee tripwire. So he knows she's coming. So <clears> he's yeah. like, "Oh, this is this is going to plan now. Yeah. This is going to plan." He knows that she's coming. Holly Hunter walks in, sees Sigourney hanging there. She's got tape over her mouth, obviously, so she can't mm-hmm. say anything. This bit annoyed me. No, see, this is the Silence of the Lambs rip off. But again, mm-hmm. while Holly Hunter's character is walking slowly towards Sigourney Weaver we see the dead cop lying in the background yeah, right? I, know, I know the bit you're, you're talking about yeah aye so you <clears throat> you when the first time I watched this I was just like that's the, the dead cop yeah and Sigourney Weaver can't say anything because she's got tape over her mouth and she knows the killer is somewhere in this bathroom but she, but she thinks he's in one of the stalls mm-hmm. but she, she's going along one of the stalls it's the, the scene in uh, Silence of the Lambs where he's in the ambulance the and, he, take, and yeah. he takes his face off and it's, yeah. it's actually him 
the cop in the background is actually him. It's the, actually Peter, Peter. Foley. He's he swapped himself out. He swapped yeah. himself out. He turns around. Yeah. So that was because he just turns his head. And he does. Like, oh, shit. Aye. So that then the first time I watched yeah. that, I was like, oh fuck, it's him. So there was. There was... You know what annoyed me about that though? What's that? It, so Helen Hudson's hanging up, mm-hmm. and uh, MJ Monaghan comes in, mm-hmm. and she looks at her, and she does the eye thing. She's like, aye, she's as if it's a like, like, stall. She should be going like, like that, and she's kind of moving her eyes like he's over there, he's over there, and like she's just completely ignores her and just walks. Like, she's telling you where he is. Uh, you fucking idiot! Uh, You've been smart as fuck. Are right you up to up this to point? point? Now you're yeah. making an arse yet. Yeah. Still, you should have been looking after the fucking door. But it, it, it was a cool sequence because on on a first watch, you wouldn't have known that that was him that was lying because I've already set up that he's got a dead cop there. Ah, exactly. Aye, um, which was then, really cool. But then obviously it's not. It's aye. and just the way the head turns and it's now that you mentioned it, it's very reminiscent of uh, the scene in Silence of the Lambs. Aye, aye, totally. Yeah. So I mean, it's, yeah. this movie is definitely drawn. Oh, hundred percent. I never really put it together when you said about the stuff earlier on in the week. I was like, aye, but then then I started to. I was thinking it through. I was starting yeah. to see more stuff that was definitely <laughs> influenced by it. But that whole scene was pretty tense. Do you know what I mean? So obviously. Holly Hunter, he's behind her, and there's a whole fight and stuff like that, yeah. in the bathroom and stuff. There's a struggle That's basically. Right. And she gets the she gets the knife away from him, and they're struggling with the gun. And then he, I think she, he just kind of pushes her away. Aye. And he, he shoots her, and you think, oh, Holly Hunter's out of the game now because Aye. she's been shot. That's right. Yeah. And, and then he goes as if he's going to kind of start to set up the whole copycat element of it, and like he's going to kill Holly Hunter. Aye. But then Sigourney kicks her feet off the. To uh, hang herself, so she basically because ca- he, he wants her to watch while aye, he's doing it, and, and obviously she's trying to kill herself. So he's yep. like, "Oh no!" Aye, so that that yep. takes the attention from Holly Hunter on back on to yep. Helen again. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so his character. He, he shoots her down for aye. Can I tie the, the tie, steel tie? T- the steel tie. He's got to shoot, shoots that out. Aye, she uh, falls, falls to the ground. Down. Then she has a bit of a fight. She stabs yeah. him with a scalpel. And mm-hmm. is that a scalpel? No, I think it's a bit of broken glass. Broken glass. That's right. Aye, aye, for the mirror. Stabs him in the leg, and then. She legs it out the toilet. She manages to kind of get herself free. Yep. She heads up towards the roof of the, the conference centre. Yeah, and this bit was done pretty well because she obviously she's agoraphobic. So as soon as she steps out onto the roof, the whole place like, is... everything starts to spin. And yep, yep. Die, she's, totally. Like, she's totally out of it and she can't. No, she can't, doesn't know what to do because and she's been know. half hung as well yeah, she's been half hung <laughs> be, beaten up beaten up and fucking poor woman man yep. she's had a fucking mm-hmm. terrible time obviously she's on the roof and she's limping away and stuff like that and then he kind of comes up at the back of her and he's mocking her and shit like that mm-hmm. he's got the gun and then she goes right to the end of the roof so you, you're kind of first time I watched this I was kind of thinking and is she going to jump? Is she going to jump off just so yeah, she can kill herself? Yeah. So she doesn't give him the satisfaction. But obviously, you know, in typical Hollywood fashion, just as when shit's about to go down, fucking Holly Hunter, bang bang. Yeah, she pops out with the gun and then she does her thing. Like she, she shoots him in the shoulder. Pretty much the same situation yep. she had with uh, Ruben, and yeah, she shoots him in the shoulder. Yeah, guess giving him a chance to surrender and give up. But then he obviously doesn't, and he, he, he lifts his gun to Aye. shoot her, and then she just pops one in his she head. She blasts him, she blasts yeah. him to fuck, and then yeah. pops one in his head, man. She does right. a few body yeah. shots, man. Mm-hmm. There he is, he's fucking pan bread, yeah. and everything's cool. But then the end of this film, I thought was fucking mega grim. Yeah. It does not end the way you think it's going to end because you think, right, that this is it's going to end on the rooftop. Yeah. But it doesn't. And that's going to be the end of it. But then it's to Daryl Lee Cullum in his cell, writing, writing a wee to letter. another serial killer. Yeah. He's. Tar- well, he does mention in the video call, he's like, I've got disciples. That's right, yeah. aye. But I'm thinking to myself, if you fucking know this guy, stop anywhere this guy corresponding with anybody yeah, in the outside yeah. if you know he's got this but I'm thinking that's fucking terrible yep, so it's he's just, basically setting someone else up to, to, to go and try to and, and kill after, aye yeah, so Gunny Weaver's character yeah. so 
I was just like, this is a seriously one. It's totally. I mean, the police are fucking <coughs> mentally incompetent <laughs> in this film so in, in every way, shape, and form. If you know that this guy's got minions out there, you, you don't give mm. him the fucking the, 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 the means, means to, to do him, that. Yeah. But they do, and he's at the very end. He's yeah. in his cell, and he's writing the little letter and stuff yeah. like that. I quite liked it. I liked the end. But um, I liked it as well. It's better than the there's hat. no there's no, no get, escape. No get out for Helen Hudson. No, nah, yeah. which is weird because she's just punished upon punished yeah. throughout the entire movie. You know, I wonder I mean? if they were hoping for a sequel um, by setting that up it would have been a pretty boring movie I think because it would have just been more been the, the same. same sort of thing yeah. but then again the serial killer might have been a copycat he might yeah, have just been a different been type else, so yeah. they maybe could have done something kind of smart yeah. but I will say that they linger way too long on his face at the end man mm. I know it's a really fucking stupid <laughs> thing to mention but I was just like is that frozen? You know, so I thought it was his foot. Ah, know. that's right, because it holds in the credits. But it holds up. for like, yeah, like yeah, way right. too yeah. long, yeah. man. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, you just wouldn't sit that static with that expression in your face. Maybe make you feel uncomfortable, you know. Maybe, because he kind of does look a bit fucked up. Yeah, but, uh, the makeup was good on Harry Cottinger, because he, he was considered a handsome man. Ah, he was an ugly, he looks like a yeah, ugly... He's got like fake teeth and he's Hick. ginger and his skin's ah, all messed up, up and stuff. Aye, yeah. that's it. I mean, yeah. I, he's good, not... Good makeup. It was, it was pretty cool. And he was like, a cartoon baddie, but then again, so sort of Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, totally, just a different kind of... Just a different kind of, aye. But, aye, I enjoy this film. I don't think it's fucking amazing or mm-hmm. anything like that but it's entertaining I think it suffers from having come obviously inspired by Science of the Lambs yep, yep. and then having Seven come out like Aye, just, just a few months previous if you're comparing if you're comparing these two movies man if, if, you're, ta- if you're going psychological thrillers and like this this is it's, it's not on the same level as no, either of those other two sa- films but, but again Silence of the Lambs sorry Seven was a totally unique take on that sort oh, yeah, of vibe yeah, yeah, totally. um, yeah. even, even down to the, not only the subject matter but even down to the way it was filmed but if I just take it down to its bare bones of being like a psychological thriller about a serial killer Seven became the book but became yeah. a, a new way that to, was, to do so, a serial killer so movie good, so unique and so different yep, yep. in yep. fact I don't think any, anything's even came when I think about I suppose like any really really great genre defining movie I don't know any, any oh, movie everything that, else gets compared to it aye but I don't think not. anything's been could really try to copy it because mm-hmm. it's so unique yeah yeah. if you did do it it would be immediately shot down aye. flames that you're just copying that yeah. aye exactly so in a way kind of seven I think other movies have t- stolen little things from it mm-hmm. but you, it, it couldn't be it couldn't be completely copied yeah, because yeah, again yeah. Fincher's got his own his own vibe the way he mm, films things yeah. and sound you know all that type of stuff I would say copycats maybe the, the old school maybe uh, it's, way it's, it's very 90s it's a very Aye, 90s film you know yeah. but again Silence of the Lambs was new at the time in 92 so it was but, I, but that's what I'm saying like that Silence of the Lambs defined a genre yep and uh, everything, copy, that, everything that comes after it is it, just going to get compared to that absolutely. like I saw it straight away with this it's, Aye. It's, maybe, maybe not straight away I'd, at the time Back in the 90s when I first saw it, I probably didn't do it, but watching it now... Like, Aye, all the time it's passed. The time passed. It was like straight away, I was like, like, this is clearly inspired by Silence of the Lambs. Aye. No, it makes sense. There's a bit at the start that, remind, that reminded me of um, Dirty Harry as well, you know, the Scorpio the, killer. Da, 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 da. Aye, no, you know, know when the Scorpio is lining people up in his scope? Aye, and, and yep. like, in this, he's got a video camera and he's lining people up in his video Aye, camera. Aye, because it's in his and in the, the music's kind of similar it's as well. It's ja- kind of jazzy sort yeah, of, sort of shit. Talking of speaking of that, I just get my Dirty Harry there. My missus got me the Blu-ray with all the movies in it. Oh, brilliant. Ah, fucking brilliant, man. <laughs> that first, first one's classic. First one's it's best. So first, yeah. aye, it's by far the best. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's... I know it's not a Dirty Harry podcast, but fuck it, we'll talk about it anyway because it's magic. But aye, for me, it's, it's Dirty Harry's the best. 
just in the in magnum force. Yeah, yeah. Then after that, it's as what it is. Yeah, you take you know, it for what it is. It's you, just Clint being Clint. You're kind of watching it just to see Harry Callahan be a hard yeah, bastard. Yeah. But aye, but the first two movies are yeah, the first are, one's a classic. Are, fuck aye, absolute, man. And yeah. I remember at the time, obviously my, my my dad talking about that, and he remember going to see it in the pictures, and the, the guy who played the Scorpio apparently was continuously getting beaten up. Um, after that movie because <laughs> he played the part too well so but he is he's fucking oh, he's, he's demented even demented <laughs> bastard man it's horrible as well he, he, also, bad, bad, uh, he also plays a dad in the Hellraiser as well aye that's right but that's, that's Dirty Harry but yeah. I suppose we better get to the scoring than this get to the rating aye yeah, cool do you, right. do you I, like yours I'll get a three aye I'll get a three I don't it's too good to be a two because the performances are yeah. good. And I think the stories, it's, it's an interesting take on stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, it is derivative of, you know, Silence of Lambs in some ways and stuff like that. But I think the performances and the, the over story and vibe of the films, it was enjoyable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a nice, good watch. Yeah, I, I agree. Three? A three for me as well. Nice for man. the same same reasons. It's like, it's not it's not a two, it's not in the, and it's not good enough to be Aye. in the four realm. Yep. But it was good enough, it, like, it kept you engaged. Aye. I thought it looked great, like, the cinematography was really good. Um, and because it'd been San Francisco as well, that's the Dirty yeah, Harry thing. Aye, totally, because well, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Aye, yeah, that makes sense now to mention it, aye. Aye, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a good enough aye. Uh, film. Not, not amazing, not terrible, just... Aye, turn, turn your brain off, man, and yeah. just and just enjoy the shit. Yeah. And I think we never really spoke about the boy that played the serial killer that much, but I thought he was brilliantly cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he, he was, was really good. good. He just had that. The, the bit that sold it for me is the when he's doing the dammer. Aye, <laughs> aye. It's just, it's just, I don't know, just something about like the way he's dressing, the, uh, the way he's acting, the way he's moving, and aye, stuff. Like, aye, he straddled that good balance between being a sinister but being kind of goofy as well. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Aye. Like, because he could have played it. Compl- and he wasn't too over the top. But I mean, he had his moments, but he wasn't like. Aye. He, he could go over the top playing that part. I think. Absolutely, absolutely. So I thought he, he was well cast yeah, for the yeah. killer. Aye. Everybody was. I mean, even Sigourney, Aye. like I said, she's obviously carrying baggage from coming like, from Alien. Coming from Alien, she, she is Ripley. You know, Aye, of course. Um, Aye. So to cast her in that and have her not play that character, I mean, she's she's still she's quite vulnerable, and it's obviously she's Ripley. She's, a, she's a, very yeah, hard. I Ripley's a badass, and, the, and Hel- Helen Hudson is not like Aye. she's in a she's in a bad place. Aye, and all the the, the meltdown parts, man, was you know, yeah. she's just she's just a cracking actor. We were reading up on this, um, so Gonny considers this film one of her best roles. Aye, like, I, I, you know, I, she, I she's really proud of that. She's she was disappointed that it didn't do as well as it did. Aye, is it? Um, they didn't do. Better than it did. She should, well, I think she should be because I think she's fucking great. I yeah, think yeah, she's no, she, great. She's good. It, Everybody's aye. good in it. Holly aye. Hunter as well. And yeah. I again get back to the Holly Hunter thing. I, I think she played. I don't know if it was like that on the page, but she did. A, I think she did a unique performance in, a, in that role because, yeah. like, she could Probably have just for that time as well. Play, aye, playing a female. A confident female cop like that. Aye, I mean, but being a wise ass, you know, yeah. I mean, she's like wise cracking and, yeah. and stuff like that, you know, because she could have just played she, it the Clarice way. Do you know what I mean? She was likable as well. As much as she said she's a bit of an asshole, she's a, she's likable as well. You kind of like her. No, yeah. you do. Yeah. I no, absolutely. No, I'm saying she's an asshole, but I mean, mm. I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> We're all assholes, We're all assholes man. But uh, good movie and well acted. Man. Yeah, would, would recommend if you've not if you've got to this point, you've not seen it. What the fuck? Ah, you're fucking <laughs> it, you're fucking it up here. Man. But I would recommend watching it. It's, it's decent. It's a that decent is, film. Absolutely. Cool, will we find out what we're watching next week? Go for it, man. Let me get this crazy wheel up here. Right. be weird if it's the one we were talking about, man. <laughs> <laughs> Some, something weird going on if it is. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Alright, um, so from 1982, The Entity. 
Fucking excellent. Yeah, cool. So yeah, magic. That's, that's nice. I've, I'm pretty sure I've not seen this one. So, Have you know, right? Okay. I'm pretty sure I've not seen it. So join us next week when we'll watch the entity. Sweet. Cheers. See you later, man. Mm-hmm.